if the diet worked, if your fad diet worked, your keto diet, your all that stuff, you wouldn't be on and off of it. If your diet worked, if that diet worked, you wouldn't be on and off of it. The only thing that's going to work sustainably is for you to understand food, how it works in your body and be able to follow a flexible dieting plan so that you can do it forever. Welcome to the Straight Up Intentional Podcast. This is your host, Diane, and on this podcast, we're going to talk everything faith, fitness, and mindset, and how to live an intentional life. What's up, guys? It has been a minute, but I am back, and I am ready. I want to talk about macros and mindset today. Obviously, you guys have heard about macros before. You've heard me talk about it. You've heard the entire fitness industry talk about it, but I want to talk about why it works and how your mindset around it makes a big difference. So my name's Diane. I am your host of Straight Up Intentional. This podcast is about everything faith, fitness, and mindset. It all goes together. If you're not doing well up here, your journey through fitness and health is going to be harder. You want to take care of the full spectrum, mind, body, and soul. And that's why we bring God into everything we do. So you guys already know my diet history. I have been on every diet under the sun. I was on my first diet when I was 15 years old and I struggled with eating disorders as a teenager. So I know how it is to have mindset blocks around things like macros. It sounds scary. It sounds hard. It sounds hard to understand. So we just shy away from it. We don't want to track. We don't like looking at our favorite foods, be super high in fat or high in calories or whatever it is. Let me tell you something. Flexible dieting and intuitive eating is only possible when you understand food. I know that people want to start off directly with intuitive eating, but if it worked, then we wouldn't have this conversation right now, would it? It's about understanding the food first. So I um, have literally done every diet. And I remember when before that I was not comfortable with macros the sound of it just sounded bad. And then it also had like a bad rap. Like I would see bodybuilders eating like two double doubles and French fries because they hit their macros. And I'd be like, that doesn't make sense to me because I was all about healthy versus not healthy cheat meals that all that toxic talk that we talked about in healing your relationship with food. I was still very new to the game. The mindset back then was very much like that. So I would look at these bodybuilders. It wasn't bodybuilders. It was more like powerlifters. I would see powerlifters like using the excuse that it hit their macros. They got enough protein and they hit their macros. So who cares what else there is about it? Like even if it makes you sick to your stomach, as long as it hits your macros, which is true, right? Like technically, if we eat three cupcakes a day and it hits our calorie intake, we can still lose weight, right? Like you can stay at a calorie deficit, only eating crap foods and you can still lose weight. That is so true. It's actually really true, right? As long as you are exerting more energy than you are intaking, as long as you are um, fueling yourself less than you your energy you're expending, technically you can still lose fat. But is that the healthiest way to do it? 
Are you going to get any benefits? You're going to be malnutritious by the end of this, right? You need those nutrients. You need those vitamins that you get from whole foods. You're not going to get that in a cupcake. You're going to get a lot of sugar. You're going to get a lot of dopamine hits and you're going to crash. So counting macros is more of learning about food than it is in being a restrictive, crazy diet. Okay, so the first thing you got to do is like get that block out of your head that this is going to be hard or that it's too complicated or only for bodybuilders, anything like that, or that it's even that it's intimidating, you know, because it's not it's actually the way that you're going to be able to heal your relationship with food, learn about food and actually make this a sustainable lifestyle. You can't make it a lifestyle if you don't understand what's going on, right? If the diet worked, if your fad diet worked, your keto diet, your all that stuff, you wouldn't be on and off of it. If your diet worked, if that diet worked, you wouldn't be on and off of it. The only thing that's going to work sustainably is for you to understand food, how it works in your body, and be able to follow a flexible dieting plan so that you can do it forever, right? So we don't want to be over restrictive. We want to have flexibility. But we don't want, we don't also want to just be crazy and be like, I don't care, right? So changing your mindset around it, think of it as I'm going to understand food. I'm going to understand what food is doing in my body. And I'm going to do this here for life. Okay. I talk a lot about identifying. If you go into it thinking, this is not sustainable. This is not something I can do for the rest of my life. I'm going to be restricted. I'm going to, I'm not going to be able to eat the foods that I want. You're already setting yourself up for something that is not going to be sustainable. That is not going to be something that you can be flexible with and all those good things. So you want to go into this saying, this is going to be a lifestyle change for me. I want to focus on nutrient-dense foods. I want to focus on 80-20. I want to focus on whole foods. I know that this is going to nourish my body. I know that I'm going to learn about food. And then we're going to start to look at food differently. So instead of looking at food as good or bad or unhealthy or fattening, we're going to start looking at food as data. We're going to start looking at food and calories as energy because that's what it was meant to be. Food goes into our body and it turns into energy. That's what fuels us literally to just live our daily lives. So instead of looking at the cheeseburger as fattening, I'm going to look at it as 350 calories, 10 grams of protein, 30 grams of fat, and 30 grams of carbs. I totally just made that up. Don't do the math. (laughs) The point is that we are going to look at it as that. It's not good. It's not bad. I'm going to track it and then I'm going to move on. Am I going to have a cheeseburger every time? If the macros aren't great and it doesn't make me feel great after, if I feel lethargic, if I feel gross, if I, then I'm not going to eat it all the time. Am I going to eat it on a Friday, you know, Friday night, whatever, because I saved my 20% for that? Yes, I am. So we're going to go through all of it, okay? So we're going to start to change the way we view food by learning about food. The key is knowledge. So let's break it down. When you are going into your macros, you want to first look at the entire calorie intake. 
your goal is going to determine your calorie intake. So if you are someone that wants to go into fat loss, you're going to be at a calorie deficit. This means that you are going to intake less calories than you are exerting. I am going to eat 1,700 calories, but I exert 2,200. So I burn off 2,200 calories a day. Instead of eating 220 calories a day, 2,000, you know what I mean, 2,200, I'm going to eat 1,700. That gives me, that's a pretty big deficit already, 500 calories deficit. Five hundred calorie deficit. So that means that I am exerting, I'm burning off five hundred calories more than I'm putting into my body. Um, another thing, uh, I'll get into that. If I want to maintain, if I want to maintain my weight, I'm happy where I am. I feel good. I just want to work is focus on keep continuing to work out, continuing to push my body. I don't need to be in a calorie deficit. I want to work on my strength and my endurance, and I want to work out without worrying about my energy then I'm going to be in maintenance. So if on average, I'm burning 220 calories, I'm going to eat 220 calories. That'll put me at maintenance, a flat line, not more, not less. That's exactly how much I'm burning. That's exactly how much I'm eating. I'm not going to gain and I'm not going to lose. If I want to gain now, don't think that that's not a possibility. There are plenty of people that are trying to gain muscle. They're trying to gain fat because they want to gain those people are going to eat at a surplus. So if they on average burn 2000 calories, they're going to want to eat 2200 calories. They're going to want to eat 2400 calories, depending on how much muscle we're trying to put on, how much training is going into it. Because obviously if you don't train and you're at a surplus, it's going to turn to fat. If you train and you're at a surplus, it's still going to turn to fat, but some of it is going to turn into muscle because of what you're doing, the physical demand that you're putting into your body. Now, when you think about a deficit, obviously I'm talking about calories in terms of daily. So you're going to have, let's go back to the deficit example. I want to lose fat, 1700 calories a day. Yes, that's a daily demand, but here's where people mess up. They do 1700 on Monday, 1700 on Tuesday, 1700 on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, because we were taught to work for the weekend and to cheat on our diets, all toxic thoughts, all of it, including working for the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, they're going to intake 3000 calories. And that kind of just literally goes against everything you just did Monday through Friday, because now you were in a deficit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that's five days times 500. And then on Saturday and Sunday, you ate 3,000 calories. So you were 1,000 calories over Saturday and Sunday. And that's easy. It is so easy to eat 3,000 calories. Think about drinking. People don't talk about the third macro or the fourth macro, which is alcohol. It's not a carb. It's not a fat. It's not a protein. It is its own entity. And it has no nutritional value. And it, it, I believe, and I could be wrong here, that it's like seven calories per gram. Even if you're drinking the rubbing alcohol vodka, 
it's calories. And people don't think about that. So they have their drinks with their dinner. If you go to a restaurant and have an appetizer, a meal, and a drink, easily a thousand calories. If you had lunch that day and breakfast, and then you have more drinks after, easily 3,000 calories. So if you're doing that Saturday and Sunday, you just defeat the purpose of the entire week because your body doesn't know if it's Monday or if it's Saturday. It's taking the whole week and it's saying, well, yeah, I was in a deficit Monday through Friday, but then I was in a surplus Saturday and Sunday, which kind of negated the whole deficit. And now really I'm at a surplus because I just overate for the last two days. This is also why you should follow flexible dieting and not restrictive dieting. Because when you're restrictive Monday through Friday, you're going to binge on Saturday and Sunday because it's human nature to not want to feel restricted. It's your mindset. It's you telling yourself you can't have this thing Monday through Friday. And then on Saturday and Sunday, you're like, well, I really want that thing. So you have that thing because you don't want to feel restricted because we're not meant to feel restricted. So instead of doing that, try to fit in things that you want Monday through Sunday while still hitting your macros and not not tracking on Saturday and Sunday because, you know, oh, what the heck I did good Monday through Friday because now you're just wasting your time. So you want to be flexible. You want to be honest with yourself, right? You lying to yourself doesn't do anything to anybody except you. And you want to think of your week as a week, not just day per day. Like I did good Monday, Tuesday. Now, if you did good And when I say good, I mean hitting your macros. If you did well Monday through Saturday and you go over by 100, 200 calories um, or whatever it is on Sunday, that's not a big deal, right? You have a range that you want to hit. If your goal is 1,700, your range can be 1,600 to 1,800. So maybe Monday you went 1,750 and Tuesday you went 16. And then Wednesday, you did 1850. It's still in a range. So you're in the range of your calories. What you don't want to do is restrict, 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 and then overindulge, right? You want to have, there's no such thing as perfect balance, but you want to have a balance of calories and macros. Now macros, your macros are also based on your goal. So your macros are going to look different body recomposition as they are if you're training for a you know a marathon hello look at me right now so in body recomposition my main concern was protein because protein is what builds lean muscle my other focus was being at a deficit i was at a much higher deficit because my goal was fat loss so i was training 4 to 5 times a week lifting to increase the muscle mass, which again, is going to help you with fat loss and it's going to help you with toning and all that good stuff. And I was eating at a deficit and my main focus was hitting my protein. That is what gets you the snatched body. That is what I take my, all of my clients through body recomposition, deficit, protein, boom, 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 boom. Every single time never fails. And every time never fails, they get the results they're looking for. Now, 
when it comes to training for a marathon, I need more energy. I'm running more. So instead of lifting, which does require energy, but not nearly as much, I need to be running for an hour or two hours, three hours. I mean, the marathon's 26.2 miles. I'm going to be running for four hours minimum. That's a lot of energy I need. So instead of focusing of being on a deficit or a bigger deficit, I'm still in a slight deficit, but I'm eating more calories than I was when I was only focused on fat loss. And then instead of focusing on hitting my protein, I'm still, I still have a minimum protein that I have to hit, but I'm more focused on making sure I'm eating enough carbs to give me that energy. Fast fuel, fuel for my run. When I'm actually running, instead of doing a fasted workout, I take my protein bar with me so I can eat a bite here, maybe run four miles, take another bite. So I can consistently be fueling my body and giving it something to burn. You don't want your body, not so much that it's going to eat itself, but it's going to start eating your lean muscle after a while because that's where the glycogen is. So yes, fasting and lifting is fine. But if you're doing an intense cardio session for hours, you need fuel. So that's different. It's a different setup. It's a different focus. So your macros are going to depend on your goal. There's going to be times where you want to eat more protein. There's going to be times where your fat's a little higher. There's going to be times where your carbs are a little higher. You want to have your specific macros for your specific goal. And then you download my fitness pal. You don't need the paid version to like take a picture and like it know your macros. That's ridiculous. I've been using my fitness pal for a million years and no, I've never needed to pay for it. There's no reason. All you need to do is log in your food. Macro mistakes. There's three main ones. Okay. The first one is just putting anything in. For example, sorry, I don't know why I'm struggling to pay that out. You go to uh, to eat with your friends and instead of putting the ingredients of your bagel, your bagel sandwich, you just put bagel sandwich from Arby's. I don't know. I don't know if they have bagel sandwiches and I don't ever eat Arby's. I don't know why it's at Arby's. It just came out. Instead of putting Arby's, you know, bagel sandwich. I'm sorry. Instead of putting the ingredients, they put Arby's, which is completely different than what your coffee shop had. It's either more or less calories. It's either more or less fat. It's either more or less protein. So you're not accurate at all. You're better off going ingredient by ingredient. So if it's a bagel sandwich, it has bagel, it has an egg, it has turkey, and maybe they put butter on the bread and cheese. So instead of tracking and guessing oh, just Denny's, oh, just this, and like trying to like do it quickly and not care about like whatever, putting the ingredient by ingredient. The other thing, number two, is putting things that are not accurate. For example, if you have a cup of Mexican rice and it says it's 400 calories, that doesn't really make sense. You have to think about if that makes sense to you. Does it make sense that Mexican rice would be half a cup of, I mean, half a cup of Mexican rice would be 400 calories? No. What are you putting in that rice? Like, 
goodness gracious, I make rice all the time. I do not put that many stuff in it for it to be 400 calories for half a cup, right? So you could either be overstretching or understretching where it doesn't make sense, right? Like maybe you put like bagel sandwich and it says it's 200 calories. Well, the bagel alone is probably 200 calories. So that doesn't make sense either, right? So you have to take your time in picking the right ingredients and the right calorie amount. There's a lot of preset here. Anybody, I think anybody that pays for the app can put in their own ingredients and their oh, and their own macros. So you can't just trust everything. You have to like actually double check and do like a little t- 10 second research to make sure it's accurate. The last one is not tracking everything. So there's something called BLTs and it's not a sandwich. Bites, licks, and tastes. I'm a mom. I understand that we feed ourselves last. I understand that we're the ones making dinner. I understand that while we're making dinner, we might look through the cabinets because we haven't eaten all day because we've been serving everybody all day. So we forgot to eat. So we're starving. So we look through the cabinet and by the time our dinner is done, we've already munched on like three different snacks and took a bite out of our kids' macaroni and cheese. Those are the BLTs. The bites, licks, and tastes. By the time we sit down and have our nutritious dinner that has all the macros that we're supposed to have, we've already intook, you know, 200 calories worth of snacks that have less nutritional value and more processed ingredients. So we want to actually account for everything so that you have the full picture. This also might stop you from snacking as much, right? There's nothing wrong with snacks. I get dried fruit. I get um, protein shakes, protein bars, things like that. Not all protein bars are made the same. Not all protein bars are as valuable, you know, because some of them are just mostly carbs and sugar. But you get a good protein bar, have a protein bar, account for it. You're going to feel much better tracking the protein bar that only has five ingredients than the bag of chips that you know isn't nutritious at all and isn't going to give you any protein and isn't going to hit your macros at all. And it's just going to be something that you regret eating later. Another thing is having guidance is going to be your best friend. So hire the coach. Do I want to pay someone to tell me what to do when I know what to do? No, who would? But I know that I don't know it all. I know that I need accountability and I need someone checking on me. And I know that I've never ran a marathon before. So I better hire someone to help me not only train for the marathon physically, right? To have a setup where I understand how much I'm supposed to be running leading up to the marathon, but also how I'm supposed to be fueling myself, right? Because at the end of the day, I'm not a registered dietitian. The person I'm talking to is. So that's where you have to also think about how can you have accountability? How can you have a food chat? I say it like this because I have a food chat with my gym girls and they get yelled at all the time for not posting their food. (laughs) But I found out you can follow people on my fitness pal and now all my challenges and everybody in my garage gym better watch out because I'm going to figure out how to follow you guys on my fitness pal and make sure you're putting it in. Because You can't just track some stuff and then be like, well, I track breakfast and lunch. So this should be fine because you don't know you're not being present. You're not being intentional. You don't even know how many calories you ate past 5 p.m. because you were like, 
I did okay Monday. I mean, uh, on the morning and at lunch. I'm just going to graze through the rest of the evening. Girl, it's not how it works. Remember, your body doesn't have a time clock. It's not like, okay, it's 5 p.m. Let's not count the calories for the rest of the day. Or uh, because, you know, like I said, we put God on everything. I have some church friends that'll say, oh, well, Sunday, Sunday calories don't count. It's God's day. It still does, girl. Your body doesn't know it's, it's Sunday. So let's try it. Flexible dieting. Flexible dieting saved my life. It's changed the game for my body because I'm able to understand food. I know what things are made up of and I can do it for a long period of time. It is something sustainable that I continue to do that doesn't make me feel restricted. I still fit the cookie in. I track it and I move on. I track it and I move on. You'd be surprised at sometimes you're what you think is super bad and unhealthy being better macro wise than you thought. And then vice versa, the salad that you thought was going to be a healthy choice was actually a thousand five hundred calories. And you could have just got the chicken sandwich for 600 calories and enjoyed your meal. That's why you count macros. That's why you track. It helps you to be intentional, to stop what you're doing, put it in the app, look at what it's made up of and be like, okay, this is what I got. It's good. Okay. So try it guys, change your mindset around it. Don't just say, I'm going to try it for a little bit. Change the identity around it. I am the type of person that tracks macros because I am the type of person that cares about what I put into my body because I am a healthy person and I am deserving of living a long and a healthy life. And because I'm, I'm cool like that. Identify as the kind of person that does that and then walk the walk. Macros can be your friend. When you start to heal your relationship with food, learn about food, start to see it for what it is. Take the emotional attachment away from it. You're going to be able to fuel your body without the guilt and the shame. Learn about what you were putting into your body and live a healthier life with food and fitness. I hope that helps somebody. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Please make sure you're emailing me at straightupintentional at gmail.com. If you have any topics you want to hear about, any questions or comments, or even if you want to be on the show, I am all ears. Email me, rate and review, and thank you guys so much. Bye.